Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast from sunny Southern California. Welcome, welcome in. Um, This is just... By the way, this is only for the fellas uh, who we've had issues in our connections all day. Uh, but <laughs> it is actually a good thing for the home studio today. Have you guys seen what's going on in the 405, which is right outside of our building? Oh, there must be fog. There must be smog. I'm guessing Mama cooked the breakfast with some hog. It is completely shut down. So had I, like, had I even tried to get in today to work in the studio... It would not have happened. I'd be I'd be broadcasting from the 405. Check out the latest lines in the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. Present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Play gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Man, I listen. I I have tons of thoughts on the NCAA tournament. The officiating was bad. Uh, it I thought it led to one team one one team lost. What probably they, they would have won the game if not for one play one call that was blown last night and. Uh, there was a potential upset that was thwarted, but again, there's just some things, and I'm not one of these go on national radio and say the refs are, I don't believe it has anything to do with wanting any one, one particular team to win, but it doesn't make it a good look nonetheless. So we had that to get to. We still, we have some unbelievable upsets. The story is St. Peter's, not St. Peter. I think, did, Bayer, did you see my tweet about John Calipari? That, I, that's like the greatest tweet of my life. Yeah, oh, you, not only that, you said it on the show Friday when we had you in. Yes. Well, that was, that was the, yes. that was the I, I tested it out there. But that's a great line, right? That, yes, that's one of those, good. like, you don't have to be fun. You don't have to like me or have a sense of humor and go like, that's, that's pretty funny. Which is not the last time uh, John Calipari will, will struggle with St. Peter. Um, sorry about your Buckeyes. It did lose yesterday. Had a, all right. Had a great shot to win. Yeah, had an opportunity. Made a little push, but wasn't in the cards they uh it was a nice win over Loyola in an ugly game on Friday but can't say can't say that I expected a deep run honestly can can you believe though that like um, that that's a tough road that is a tough well for example Purdue Purdue and look they got Texas was a tough was a tough out but Purdue has St. Peter's to go to the elite eight right whereas Ohio State played <laughs> I mean Ohio State played Loyola Chicago and then they played Villanova. Like, um, could he, can he get us a little bit, just one that we can get some air for? It, it, was, a, it was a rough one yesterday for the Big Ten. I mean, it and was. And the SEC. How about, how about uh, Auburn going down, Kentucky going yeah, down? Yeah, yeah. But yesterday, uh, Illinois, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Wisconsin all lost for the Big Ten. But uh, Michigan State and Ohio State were seven seeds. Uh, I don't know really how good Illinois was. Wisconsin probably should have uh, moved on. But not saying that Iowa State Iowa State played better in that game. The point is, is if you're looking at the Big Ten as a whole, and I'll shut up in a second. But for getting nine teams in, there there wasn't a one or a two seed in those. Um, you had a bunch of sevens and some sixes and four and a couple threes. Yeah, so. no, I mean, it's it was it was a it was a wild and fun weekend. Right, we'll, we'll get to the NCAA tournament. Let's let's get to what I think is the 
I, honestly, I believe it's the story of the offseason. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It's not Russell Wilson. Okay? It's not Tom Brady. Although, I mean, look, think about these. These stories are gigantic. These are all Hall of Famers, one of which switched places. One came out of retirement. The other one uh, re-upped. But then Devontae Adams traded over the weekend. Like, this is nuts. And I still don't think that's the biggest story. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works with you to resolve them. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. Um, Deshaun Watson, that to me is the riskiest move in the history of sports. I want you to think about this for a second, what the Cleveland Browns have done. You know, because the Cleveland Browns engaged with Deshaun Watson and he said, hey, thanks, but no thanks. And then he was focused on, by all accounts, Atlanta and Carolina. When he told the Saints they were out, he told the Browns they were out. They came back to him and said, like, hey, man, we will give you a new contract. I don't know. I'll give you a fully guaranteed five-year contract. And basically, the way in which it's worked, you, you can't take a ton of the money back if he gets suspended because his base salary is so low. The Cleveland Browns have traded for a quarterback who has torn his ACL twice, didn't play last season, and he has 22 pending civil cases against him. Now, look, I'm I'm willing to believe, okay, willing to believe that that the Browns had to do a, a, an amount of due diligence so that they felt confident that they're not bringing a sexual predator into their into their locker room, into their city. I'm I'm willing to believe that. And I talked to I I've told you guys for the year and a half that this thing has gone on that everyone I talked to in the NFL had zero questions, zero, about Deshaun Watson off the field before this came out. None. They were like, dude, perfect prospect, perfect dude. Like, this wasn't, there weren't alarm bells in college, like, yeah, there's this guy who hangs around. This is, nope, none of it. So a guy who, he's cashing in all his equity. But think about this for a second. There's, there's two parts to it. Their desire to win supersedes anything else, including common sense, which is, I get it if you want to get him. I get it even if you want to give him a guaranteed contract. I wouldn't do it, not just because of the -the off-the-field behavior, but because he's torn his ACL twice already. And it's not like he's a quarterback that gets rid of it quick. It's not like he's a statue back there. He plays a style of football which is relatively reckless, a little bit more like Ben Roethlisberger than Lamar Jackson in terms of how much he runs, you know, four first downs, but he holds that football and he takes a savage beating. And look, I I think Deshaun Watson's good. I I would I would argue again based upon what some of my friends in the league say in terms of top 5 or top 10, but again, he's light years better and gives you way more confidence and other guys seem way more into him than they do Baker Mayfield. God, I understand all of that. But you cannot undersell the fact that, like, look, we're in a time of reckoning. And do I think sometimes it goes too far with the Me Too stuff? Of course. But the reason that it exists is for years, for years, women's voices, when they were done wrong in the workplace, were silenced, right? So we're in a time of evening of the sexual playing field. And 
I, I also understand in our country, you are innocent till proven guilty, and he's not even going to be tried in a criminal, in, in the court of criminal law. Right? I, I, I get that, and it, it's, it's as important to report the civil suits, or more important to say there's, no there's going to be no criminal procedure heading forward, and anyone I know in law says it's not that hard to charge somebody with criminal behavior. Maybe a little bit different in this case because the quarterback of the Houston Texans, because it's so high profile that you can't just, but most things can get through the grand jury if it passed the sniff test. That, that should, but still, they gave him a completely guaranteed contract, one that basically is Teflon from, uh, from the NFL suspending him. Keeping in mind that the last contract he got from the Houston Texans Hey, he signed before he played two years ago, but he still had another year left on his rookie deal. He got paid three years upfront money, never played a down on that contract. They gave him a new contract for five years. He's torn his ACL two times. He's going to be suspended at some point for a portion of time this season. And we don't know how this plays out in the, in, in the civil world, plus how it looks. And like, look, I'm, I'm not one of these, he should never play again. I do, I believe in our system of innocent till being proven guilty, but holy cow, is that a risky move from the Cleveland Browns, which only tells you really three things. One, Cleveland's got to think that they're close. Two, they got to get Baker Mayfield the hell out of that building. You only do that if your previous quarterback was such an abject disaster. You're like, I'll do anything, anything to get rid of this guy, get somebody better in here. How about Deshaun Watson? Okay. How about the beating you're going to take in, the, in publicity? Okay. How about a five-year guaranteed contract? Ah, uh, okay. How about the fact that you're going to put it all in the signing bonus so that they can't take any money away, really, from the, from the salary if he's suspended? Like, okay. That, that tells you th- they think they're close. They only want to win football games. And that Baker Mayfield, they could not get rid of Baker Mayfield fast enough. No matter what anyone says, that's the reality to it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines in the world of sports. At Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. All right, what now? Uh, Matt Ryan is an uh, Indianapolis Colt. Marcus Mariota is a, an Atlanta Falcon. Jameis Winston is an Orleans Saint. As of now, Sam Darnold is still a Carolina Panther, which is. Really leaves only one place for Baker Mayfield. We we think, right? That that becomes the question. You have Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo on the mend. Plus, keep in mind, it's not like uh, the Niners are going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo in division unless they think he absolutely stinks. And I don't think the the Seahawks are going to trade for him. Baker Mayfield's kind of put himself in a corner where it's Seattle or nothing else. And what's interesting about this de- about the deals that are done, 
Jameis stays in New Orleans. Why? Because he's got sweat equity there. Marcus Mariota goes to, to goes to Atlanta. Why? Well, because Arthur Smith was with him when he was in Tennessee. It, it doesn't mean that they have the best working relationship, but they know each other. He knows his system, and it's a much easier transition, right? So if you if you then kind of go in back and look and you try and figure out, all right, here's what you have to understand about the Cleveland Browns and about Baker Mayfield. Who did he have his most success under? Byer, who did who did Cleveland Brown, who did who did uh, Baker Mayfield have by your estimation? I think everybody. Who do you have his most his most the most amount of success he had as a starting quarterback was uh, under whose regime? Okay, I I would say the first year of Kevin Stefanski, um, and then uh, Freddie, uh, Freddie Kitchens. Hugh, yeah Hugh Jackson Freddie Kitchens that sort of uh, regime in his rookie year. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. So so here would be and again, tell me if you think this is far fetched, right? So Freddie Freddie Kitchens has to be the the way it works is this for the Seahawks, for example, they're trying to figure out hmm, what do we do? You know, do we go and get Baker Mayfield? Who would know what Baker Mayfield's really like, right? Well, let's call the guys we know that worked with him. Now, obviously, Freddie Kitchens in New York. New York has two quarterbacks. Right, or they have Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones is their guy. So New York would be a possibility because Freddie Kitchens would pr- is pro- probably swears by Baker Mayfield, and then Hugh Jackson, SC guy. I'm sure that's who Pete Carroll's calling. Right? Sure. And and, and you you call Hugh up and you go, Hugh Baker Mayfield, go. I don't know. He's little. He's this. He's that. He's got this going on. Didn't so, shake my hand when I left the field or left the right. team. And sure. Sure, all of all of that, all of those things that you did, created that's five years ago, four years ago, all of those things you did, like uh, you have to have a guy who stand will stand on the table, go Baker Mayfield's our guy, and you, we'll know really quickly here. We'll know really quickly. Otherwise, he goes to New York and he's the backup, you know, and Freddie Kitchens swears by him, or somebody else along the way. Maybe I don't know if Cliff brings him in as the backup to Kyler because of that system. I don't think that's crazy. But really that that's how it works with Seattle. So I I think it's going to be fascinating to see if in fact and it could be a good situation for him because he actually has he's Russell Wilson without the arm or the escapability, but he does like to run around back there and try and make plays. So I, I don't I don't know. I the the Baker Mayfield thing is he is Incredibly widely discussed. He's an outstanding comedic actor in commercial form. But he's clearly not an it quarterback where all these other teams that have had quarterback needs, none of them have reached out to the Browns, and it's not going to cost you a ton to get him from the Browns. Matter of fact, the Browns will probably have to give you a draft pick in order for you to take that contract off their hands. Remember, they they have his fifth-year contract, which is guaranteed. That's a bunch of money. So what happens to Baker Mayfield? I kind of think we're down really to Giants as a backup or Seattle potentially as a starter. And if you're Seattle, do you sit there and go like, I don't know, is he that much different than Drew Locke? Like, not rave reviews about Drew Locke in Denver, not rave reviews at Baker Mayfield, but Drew Locke only costs us a million and change. Baker Mayfield costs us 20. 
this this doesn't feel like that hard a decision. Let alone coming off of off-season shoulder surgery. Is that important? Is your shoulder important playing quarterback? <laughs> that that and there was there were other injuries that doctors found when they. So it's not like Baker can show up, be traded tomorrow, and start you know throwing the football and getting ready for the off. Like that's not going to happen. Like it's going to be a while before he can do that. Yes, it's another another you know turn in all of these events. The Giants situation is unique because of the Kitchens ang- uh, angle and connection, but also if you're the Giants and you have a decision to make on Daniel Jones this year on his fifth-year option, right. which you likely would probably decline at this point, that's then the question of, is it worth bringing in Baker Mayfield? Now you have two guys on a team where both of them could be gone after this year. If you decline the well, option... The, the, problem with bringing in, the problem with bringing in Baker is the same problem that Cleveland had in reaching out to Deshaun, the same thing that Atlanta had in reaching out to Deshaun, like... Uh, they're 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 just temperament guys. Quarterbacks just temperamental, and like Daniel Jones is probably sitting there going like, "Wait a second now, like we have a we got a new regime. What are we doing here?" I, I don't know. It's it, it you you have you have a a, a a possibility of upsetting the entire apple cart. That that would be my that would be my my fear if I was um, yeah if I was reaching out to him. And I think that the Seahawks. Immediately after the Russell Wilson trade, where we're like, all right, let's rebuild mode. This is why we did it. And I think a part of also now what has happened, and it's not separation anxiety, there is this, you kind of fall back to your default. And Pete Carroll's always that compete guy. I don't know if Pete Carroll can tank. And I don't know if Pete Carroll wants to do the full rebuild when other people are now saying who won Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson like when you're hearing that chatter it's a very Brady Belichick sort of thing and I think that on on the surface the Seahawks were like all right cool Russell Wilson's here and now you're starting to point out who won this trade all oh, the Broncos fleece the Seahawks I don't think that sits well with them at least would sit well with Pete Carroll and now it makes me wonder do they do they do a deal because he wants to compete this season because he wants to show that, listen, it wasn't Russell Wilson's show. Even though it may be best for the organization for them to not compete this year. I think that's a you know, something that is is really may have you know, the Seahawks torn, at least Pete Carroll torn, because he's always the compete, compete, compete guy. And now you go into a season where you kinda of are tanking. I think that'd be tough to swallow. I I, I do too. I do too. I think it'd be tough to swallow. Especially with I, I the believe- chatter, especially with the chatter about it's one thing if nobody says anything, but you know people are going to be looking at the Broncos and Seahawks in the standings. No question, no question. And and what's what's interesting about what's interesting about that what, what inevitably happens is we'll only look at the first year or two and and go like, see, you had Russell Wilson and now you stink. But the truth is that like he gets they get no credit for the last ten years for the next couple of years yes. or the following five or six years only in this short window, right? The yeah. same thing with the same with the Patriots. Like, well, the Patriots and like, dude, they won for 20 years. They had one year where they were in a cap hell and yeah, they weren't great last year, but they made the playoffs, right? And they, they totally rebuilt their rot. Like we're kind of not being fair to teams, but our, our expectations are for you to compete every year for a Super Bowl. And that's just not, not realistic, not realistic in, 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 in any way. Yes, Ramos. 
Do you think four years is an adequate? Obviously, this has gone off the rails for Baker Mayfield and Cleveland. But do you think four years is a good gauge? Like, do you, you as a as a person who follows football and knows and talks about it, are you on the same page as Cleveland? Like, yeah, we've seen four years of Baker and and we're good. Let's move on to somebody else. Yes, yes, and and I would say there's a portion of it that's not his fault. But what, what's the the sale of Baker Mayfield? You know how people say, like, tell me in two sentences what, what your store is, what your show is, what your story is, whatever. T- two sentences, right? Like, Baker Mayfield is the, the a classic underdog who just makes plays and guys like, to, guys like to play with, right? Guys will fight for. Is that, Byer, is that a fair, uh, if, if you're to sell on Baker Mayfield, like, that's, that's who he is. He's the, he's the rah-rah leader. He doesn't look like much, but, man, he finds a way to get guys to play yep. for him and play, play hard. Classic underdog story, I point right? to a report in the pre-draft process that said when Baker Mayfield got into the indoor facility, it lit up the entire place. Right, right. So what's happened in the last year, John? You've seen guys that are supposedly in his locker room on his side turn on him. The organization is like, meh. You've had enough kind of leaks in there about who he is and how he handles himself. He's not an underdog at at the number one overall pick, right? He hasn't necessarily been able to make plays. He's just not the playmaker that anyone would assume a number one overall pick was. And while I've always been somebody who's been told, dudes at Oklahoma and early on in Cleveland loved him, would lay down on train tracks for him, doesn't feel like it's the case anymore. Whether he's made everything about Baker and that's his fault or just the fault of how things have turned, I'm not sure. But I would, if I said, you know, Baker Mayfield's a guy that everybody loves to play for, that's not factually accurate in 2022 like it was in 2018. So, yes, I do think that they, the writing was on the wall. Everyone knew, but they simply didn't say it at the end of the season because what's, what's the win in doing that? What's the win? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Oh, we had a good weekend. I don't know if I had a good weekend. I mean, I, I watched, you guys know I've watched every, literally every bask, every game that was played in the NSA tournament. So what, what I've been doing the last uh, four days, actually last, Six days because I did the first four as well. So I did our show. What was it? Uh, I think I did our show, right? Yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday. And then right afterwards, I did uh, you know, the pre-halftime and post for uh, the radio uh, of the NCAA tournament. And then all day Thursday, all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And uh, I'm basically uh, Jason Horowitz and I, but Jason Horowitz is in Jersey. I'm in Los Angeles. And we're watching every game. So I, I, I think it's, a, it's like the dream job, only like I, you really can't leave the studio sort of thing. I mean, I, got to, I walked outside twice, got a bunch of coffee. They feed you good. And it was awesome to watch, but, but I've watched a lot of basketball. So all these stories that come in just leave you like, it's like the, the outside, it, it feels a little bit like, um, What's the Jim Carrey movie where they're all in the bubble and, you know, there's like a whole world out there? What, what movie is that? Truman Show. Right? Basically, I've been in the Truman Show. People just come in, come out, and I've been kind of locked into a room. Charles Robinson in a second. So the Colts trade for Matt Ryan. 
And what you're hearing out of Atlanta is, look, Matt didn't want to leave, but he'd given so much to the organization, and they they love him, so they want to give him an opportunity to play with a team that's further along, that's closer when it's for a championship or whatever. Get out of here right now. What happened in Cleveland is the same thing that happened in Atlanta. You guys think that Aaron Rodgers is the only temperamental quarterback when you draft a first-round pick who's not going to beat you out? Like, all these guys should be the most confident dudes on earth. Matt Ryan's been an MVP of the NFL. He's got a $40 million cap number, dead cap number when they traded him. He's solid, solidified. He ain't going anywhere if he doesn't want to. But they start talking to Sean Watson. He's like, I'm out. I'm out. You know, you learn it in relationships. You're trying to work it out. Oh, we're trying to work it out. And then all of a sudden you're talking to somebody else. Yeah, that, they're out. We're good. That's what happens. But if you think that it was Matt Ryan, Kumbaya, I don't know. I'm kind of torn. What happened with Aaron Rodgers and how, how pissy he got when Jordan Love was drafted? Oh, you know. Just had another, you know, couple more fingers of tequila, whatever. They all do it. All of them. Right? Tom Brady wanted Jimmy Garoppolo out of the building. Aaron Rodgers, you're going to draft a first-round pick? Paid Maine, they drafted a dude in the sixth round. Who is this guy? First, the first call that, right after a draft pick was of a quarterback. Who is this guy? Tell me about him. It wasn't because he wanted background research to have a great relationship with him. There is no doubt in my mind that the second Matt Ryan hurt, wait a second, I've been in this city and started essentially every year since 2008, took you to a Super Bowl, won an MVP, been through coaching changes, been with terrible defenses. You got rid of Julio last year. You, you move all this stuff around me. I've had a bad offensive line the last couple of years, and you're going to reach out to Deshaun Watson? Check, please. Don't Don't check that out. I, I would I would actually discourage. Maybe you. just avoid check it out, but just don't look at Doug's picks or mine for that matter. It it is the craziest thing in the world. Like I without any question in my mind, I know more about the teams and about the games than anybody else who's who's picking that thing. And it's the most frustrating thing ever that somebody else can go like, Yeah, I I picked St. Peter's. You did? Uh, okay. Can Congrats. Congrats. Charles Robinson joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Of course, uh, senior senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. He has an outstanding Yahoo Sports NFL podcast. I I believe, again, you covered this league, know it way better than I do, but I believe as an outsider, the Deshaun Watson trade and contract, not just considering the optics, but also still the pending civil cases and He's torn his ACL two times, and we have no idea how much he'll play this season, if at all. Right? They gave him a fully guaranteed contract, and they move all the money to signing bonuses so the league can't get it on the fines. Riskiest move you've ever heard of? That, that, that's right there with him for me. Um, yeah, well, look, I, just the five years of guaranteed money, I mean, I don't I mean, I don't even think this is a debate. It's definitely the riskiest move that I think's ever been made in the NFL when you consider 
the picks you give up, the commitment you make contract-wise with five years of guaranteed money, um, the pending civil suits, obviously, that, that are still there for Deshaun Watson to, to go through, um, the pending NFL investigation, which although year one of the money is protected, as you said, in terms of converting so much of the money into an upfront signing bonus, $46 million kicks in, in in year two. So in 2023, there's nothing saying the NFL's investigation has to be wrapped before 2023. There's nothing saying that the NFL can't decide to, you know, drag its feet on any kind of a conclusion. And given how the contract was structured, if the NFL wants to be punitive and they believe he, you know, needs to be um, held responsible both financially and in terms of um, playing football games, there's nothing stopping them from, from saying, hey, yeah, we'll, we'll get around to it when we get around to it. And then, you know, first day of the league year in 2023 saying, okay, we've concluded it. Or, you know, they could conclude it halfway through the, the 2022 season and say, hey, it's going to be a one-year suspension like Calvin, uh, Calvin Ridley. Um, so from this date forward, that, that would knock out, you know, whatever – would overlap in 2023. There's a, yeah, I, I think this is a long way from being over in terms of um, the ramifications with the league. So it's, yeah, it's a monumental gamble by the Cleveland Browns, but also one that I think the part of the story that's maybe not being told here so far is that, you know, owner Jimmy Haslam and uh, owners Jimmy and D Haslam were both extremely um, involved in this. Uh, I would say we're an engine um, to getting this done. And um, once ownership is, is willing to sign off on that kind of money and, and that kind of risk, um, that's how something like this comes together. It, it also has to signify they can't wait to get rid of Baker Mayfield. Like, I, I don't – you don't take that sort of risk unless you you can't stand the guy who's, <laughs> who's your former number one overall pick. Is that, is that too strong? I I think it was a mixture of wanting to resolve quarterback once and for all. I think there was frustration that there was a feeling that Baker was going to be the answer and then the inconsistency, sort of the up and down nature of his career there. And then kind of, I, I think there was a feeling <clears throat> last season when he was injured and, you know, in-house conversations started to make their way out of the building and he was making some mistakes that weren't necessarily directly tied to the injury. And it raised some red flags. I think there were just questions about like, really, are we, you know, regardless of, of the health, do we want to tie up 35 to $40 million a year in, in Baker Mayfield? Do we believe in him in terms of the trust, the leadership, um, you know, some of these other things that they felt were going on, definitely undermined um, that relationship. So I think part of it was knowing that they did want to move on from him. But I also think part of it was if we're going to do this, we're going to resolve this. It absolutely has to be with a quarterback that we know is going to be um, a top tier quarterback an elite level quarterback. And that's part of why when the front office met with his, his representation at the combine, they said, look, you know, we're, we're in for 2022, but um if we have a chance to get an elite level quarterback, we're going to, we're going to have those conversations. We're going to go down that Avenue. And once that happened in Baker, you know, notified them that he wanted out. I think that was it. Like that was, it was completely burned to the ground. The moment he went public saying, you know, I want, I want to be traded. I want out of here. 
It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. What does Matt Ryan have left? It's an interesting question. You know, it's, uh, I, I, I had a chance to talk to, you know, a team that is, well, was in the market for a quarterback coming into this offseason, and they looked at Matt a little bit, and I asked them if it was sort of a Phillip Rivers type, you know, on the last green situation with his career. And they said he's probably got a little bit more, but they said it depends, you know, where he goes. And interestingly enough, I think where he went is is the ideal. It's going to be, um, you know, uh, again, a domed environment. Um, it's a fairly soft uh, division that he's going to be in. And it's it's going to give the Colts a chance to be competitive, you know, probably a year or two. It's, I think it's a bridge situation. There's no question about that. But um, he fit sort of the criteria that, that – kind of going through and, and seeing who would be interested in Matt Ryan and what would be the right situation. The Colts actually fit that criteria. I think he can go there and, you know, be competitive, but there's, there's no question. This is a scenario that's just staving off, you know, the, the big search for the next quarterback for another year, or maybe two. Yeah. It feels like a Philip Rivers, you know, two point two point oh sort of thing. That's that's really right. kind of what, yeah. what 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 it feels like. Charles Robinson is our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox sports radio. All right. We, we still haven't even gotten to, the Raiders trade for Devontae Adams, which is, okay, obviously Aaron Rodgers had to know that this was at least a possibility. And what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to crush the Green Bay Packers saying he's going to have nobody to throw to because I would guess that they have to have a plan, right? Ha- what is the plan in Green Bay? Because the plan can't be to go as is and go draft a, draft a rookie and hope that works. Is that the plan? Well, I, I mean, first and foremost, um, I think we'll see when Rodgers talks about this or if he's ever expansive about it. I believe that he was aware prior to even signing his contract that Adams, there was a rift with the team, and that Adams was upset, and that he wanted out. But I, I think Aaron believed, you know, this will get worked out or he will be here. You know, something's going to get hammered out, particularly if Green Bay is willing, you know, to, to match or exceed the money that he would get from the Raiders. I think Aaron thought, you know, this is something that'll get resolved. And it just, and it didn't clearly, you know, Adams wanted out. Um, The money was kind of interesting because, you know, a number of teams kind of blew up when they saw the money, but then when they saw the structure, it was interesting. I was actually talking to an AFC, AFC team last night that kind of flew off the handle when they first heard the money, because, you know, everybody's got an elite level receiver. like, Oh my God, now we're gonna have to pay, you know, that's, that's now the level for our, you know, top five, top seven receiver. Um, but it's really like a three-year deal for like 22.7 a year. I mean, it's, that's kind of how they broke it down. Um, I, as far as Green Bay's plan, <laughs> I don't know. I know they were in the market, you know, even before um, Adams was, was out the door, they were in the market for another veteran receiver pickup, and it sounded like they might explore the trade market. But I, I don't think that – I can only tell you that right now, I don't know that the traction – um, that they would like is is, ne- is necessarily there. Like, is it going to be a DK Metcalf? Um, you know, is it going to be a big trade acquisition? And they're probably, if it is a big trade acquisition like that, they're going to have to pay sort of a similar top, you know, level deal that they would have given for Adams. So, um, def- draft wise, there's no question about it. Um, but in terms of veterans, I think they're kind of poking around the trade market. I don't know that 
you're going to look at what's left in free agency and think that that's going to patch up the, the situation they have on their hands now. That is, uh, that is, it is crazy. Okay, so Jameis resigns in New Orleans. Okay, so mm-hmm. what's left is what Garoppolo and Mariota. There's like three three teams for for two quarterbacks, right? What what happens? You got Seattle, so, you got Carolina. Who else am I forgetting? Seattle, Carolina, obviously you need a quarterback. Atlanta uh, and Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. I mean, they're saying right now that they're not in it for Baker. We'll see. You know, I kind of want to wait and see. Like this is this just happened and. I know Marcus Mariota is is now being connected to to Atlanta. I, I'm curious to see how this plays out a little bit. Um, you know, the Panthers. The thing with the Panthers, it's you have to. You just the first question you have is, okay, you're going to pay um, Darnold over 18 million dollars this next season. So there's a little bit of a salary stack. So anybody you bring in, the first question is, okay, how much money are you now adding into what you're already paying? Um, Sam Darnold, and then beyond that, who are you bring in that's really any better? Like, I, you you have to be convinced. Like, is Jimmy Garoppolo definitely better than Sam Darnold? Is um, you know Baker Mayfield definitely better than Sam Darnold? I know some people hear this go, well, yeah, de- absolutely. You know, but if you go back and you look at Carolina when when protection would hold up, Sam Darnold looked like a better quarterback than when it when when it didn't. And but you know what? Guess what? All those other quarterbacks you're thinking about potentially plugging in there when protection didn't hold up for Baker Mayfield, how good was he? When right. protection didn't hold up for Jimmy Garoppolo, how good was he? So you really resolving anything or are you just sort of rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic? I mean it's um but to me, the one team I think that is really attractive, clearly Seattle. And you know, Garoppolo, I don't he's not gonna go there in division. Baker Mayfield makes a lot of sense and he fits sort of how that front office handles play. You know, John Schneider likes a little bit of a reclamation project. He likes guys that have a little sand to them. And I could totally see him um, being someone that, that looks at Baker and says, you know, Hey, we, we think we, we can be the right fit for this guy. If we get a one year, you know, trial run with him. So I still think Seattle is that destination that makes the most sense to me for Mayfield. And he should want to go there. Honestly, the skill positions are, are great. The fan base is great. They would definitely embrace him. If he's healthy and plays well, um, he, he would have a chance to stick there. So, you know, Garoppolo, Carolina to me is the only one that makes sense. But again, I want to, I want to watch and see what happens now with Atlanta. I don't know that um, signing Marcus Mariota is the, is just the, okay, boom, we're done. We went and got our, our starting quarterback. Like they may, even if they signed Mariota, they could still acquire a quarterback and, and sort of pit the two against each other. Uh, just so you know, and I know, you, uh, unfortunately, you've been on with us. You can't do your job. I'm Marcus Mariota just signed with the uh, Atlanta yeah. Falcons. Atlanta Falcons, right? There you go. Well, so the uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if that's if that's the be all end all at the quarterback position for them. So it's let me put it to you this way: He was considered a lesser option than Mitchell Trubisky, and some teams that were pursuing Mitchell Trubisky were like he gives us a competitive option at the position to see if he can come in and win the job if they were if they were to have signed him. So what does that tell you about Mariota? Either it tells you the Atlanta Falcons are completely decimated, they got nothing, and they're just like, all right, we're, I guess we're going to go with this. Or, you know, they could stack more than one quarterback there and, and see if, if someone wins the job and they're happy that way. Yeah, well, also, I mean, he 
played for Arthur Smith before, so that makes sense, right? Guy, guy well, yeah. I mean, again, that's uh, it does. It makes sense, but I, I just I don't know that I just buy that this is now their starter at quarterback. That that you you've you upgraded, you know, um, from from Matt Ryan moving on to to Marcus Mariota because I mean, you go I, if Marcus Mariota, I, I just think he would have gotten more run earlier on um, with the Raiders. I you know, Derek Carr or, uh, had a great. Obviously, a great season. There's no question about that. He wasn't going to be a starter there, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't. I, I question whether or not this is just their automatic starter because they've gone out and acquired him. And by the way, they could have signed him too before they 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 cut Matt Ryan loose. I mean, it's just we'll see. I'm not I'm not uh, absolutely concrete on that. Well, if only there was something to talk about, right? It's the off season, so you know. Not, we're trying to dig stuff up to talk about. Really, that's 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 what's really hard about this. Charles, great stuff, man. Well, Thanks so much for joining us, huh? Yeah, everybody should be paying attention to the owners' meetings because it's Roger Goodell is going to get, get asked some very interesting questions, particularly as it pertains to how the Deshaun Watson trade went down and how the contract is structured. And um, there's going to be a whole heck of a lot of uh, traction, I think, on that issue once Roger Goodell stands up in front of reporters in Palm Beach. So, Charles, you're the best. We really appreciate it. All right, thanks, Doug. Bet, check out the latest lines on World of Sports. Better Sportsbook. Betters is the most trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. Present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. How big a deal is it that the Colts and Browns didn't have in-depth talks about the Baker Mayfield deal? I'll tell you next.